It's God word in the beginning, not self word. How much of our praying begins with us? Begins with, begins with our sure. circumstances, yeah. our desires. But this prayer begins with God and a, and a willingness at the very outset for His will to be done in our lives. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, we're glad you've joined us for this episode. Now, we would really love to hear from you. So if you would like to make an observation or ask us a question, just leave that in the comments section below this video. Now, remember, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast. And if you would like to learn how to help us produce this podcast, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Also on the website, you can find links to all of our social media channels like Facebook and Twitter. So be sure to subscribe to one of those and go to the podcast section of iTunes and leave us a review. Well, Pastor, one of the maybe first texts that people memorize, even as children, or they grow up in Christian homes, is the Lord's Prayer. Uh, we've taught that to our kids since they were, they were just toddlers. I've even been at secular funerals where maybe a hundred people can say this prayer together. It's kind of like in our language, our vernacular, mm. at least in this country, maybe not every country, but in ours. Uh, for Christians, it's essential to know the Lord's Prayer because Jesus instructs us and says, uh, when you pray, or the disciples ask him, how should we pray? Mm. And he says, well, when you pray, pray like this. And then he offers the Lord's Prayer. So our question today is, can you explain why he, Jesus, used the Lord's Prayer as the model and is it the sort of prayer that we should continue to pray all the time? Or is it just the basis for our other prayers, the structure that we should have? Talk a little bit about the Lord's Prayer and maybe how it in instructs us to pray. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an amazing prayer. It's the Lord's Prayer in the sense that the Lord gave it. Okay. Yeah. It's the disciples' prayer in the sense that it's the disciples who learn to pray by it. Okay. In fact, there, there, there's an element of the prayer that our Lord could not have prayed which is forgive us our trespasses, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, our Lord was sinless. That's good. So, so this is the disciples' prayer in the sense that this is how disciples ought to pray. He gives this prayer in answer to the disciples' desire to learn how to pray. And so this answers our, our own heart's longing mm -hmm. to pray as Christians. This is one of the, the, the great evidences that the Lord has actually saved us, is that we are now praying people, but, but also we sense our inadequacy in it. Mm -hmm. I, I have never met a Christian who didn't want to pray more effectively than they do. That's true. In my own life, it's probably the, the greatest area of desire that I have to, to, to grow in and improve in, uh, obviously, every area of our lives we need to grow in. But this area, I really feel my weakness. And so this, this answers the, long, the longing of our hearts to, to grow in prayer. Jesus says this, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they receive their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. And so one of the things I just want to point out quickly is the very approach we take in prayer reveals something about our knowledge of God. Jesus mentions a wrong kind of praying before he mentions his model prayer. And, and the wrong kind of praying is, is wrapped up in a wrong view of God. 
the thought that I'm going to change God's mind, the thought that I'm going to somehow overcome God's will with, with heaped up phrases and mm-hmm. multiplicity of words. He, he rules all of that out. And then he says, do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. So we come with that knowledge of our God. He is omniscient and he's sovereign and he's good uh, and he's willing. He knows what we need and he's willing. And then he says this, pray then like this. Mm-hmm. Very important. He doesn't say pray this. Yeah, yeah. He says pray like this. So this isn't a prayer to be repeated over and over again verbatim. This is meant to be a teaching model. So the right way we relate to the Lord's Prayer is to see it as a teaching model. And then he, he says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And there's so much wrapped up in that prayer. How now we've been related to God through Jesus Christ. He's our father, the transcendence of God. He's in heaven. So both the nearness of God, the intimacy we know with God, our father, but he's in heaven. He's transcendent. He's holy. Hallowed be your name. And so we begin praying with an acknowledgement of who God is and the place that he holds in this universe that he has made. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our desire to do his will, to see his glory on display is wrapped up in this prayer. It's Godward in the beginning, not selfward. How much of our praying begins with us, begins with, begins with our sure. circumstances, yep. our desires, but this prayer begins with God and a, and a willingness at the very outset for his will to be done in our lives. And then, however, it doesn't ignore the things that, that concern us on a daily basis. Give us this day our daily bread. Even there is a contentment, not looking far into the future, not thinking about all the things that might happen way down the road, but, but in that prayer, willing to trust our Father in this moment, in this day, for our present needs. The acknowledgement that we're sinners, that we sin, that we violate the will of God, forgive us our debts taught at the same time to forgive as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then our dependence upon God as we walk through this sin-sick world to keep us safe, to keep our feet on the right paths, lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The acknowledgement we have a spiritual enemy, we're in a spiritual war, and, and our desperate need for God. So I haven't done justice to it, but when you walk through this prayer and you pay attention to its elements, it's just a world of truth in, in a very concentrated form. And so if you take the time to study it and to look at its elements, it will serve you in the way that Jesus intended. Not a prayer just to be repeated verbatim, mm. but a teaching model about what prayer is, where it begins, what it remembers, what it longs for, who it looks to for all the things that we long for, and our desperate need for God at every moment of our lives. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, if you have a question or you would like to contribute to the discussion on this topic, leave that in the comments section below this video. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.